0: Film fair, par honge Ranbir Kapoor, Karina Kapoor Khan, Karthik Aryan, Dhawan, Janvi Kapoor, or Sara Ali Khanke electrifying performances. To Hojayatayar for Hindi cinema's biggest celebration. Watch the 69th Hyundai Film Fair Awards 2024 with Gujarat's tourism on Sunday, 18th February, 9 pm. Only on ZT.
1: Wax program with Vibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> Of Johnson's wax and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, present Marion and Jim Jordan as Vibber McGee and Molly, with Bill Thompson, the King's Men, and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Jericho. <laughs> is make a pal of your wife week. Send the little woman some flowers. Send her a box of candy. Take her out to lunch. Now, wait a minute. Let's see. Uh, flowers would come to about five bucks. Candy, about two. Yes, you better make it lunch. Anyway, <laughs> that's the way the squire of 79 Wistful Vista has figured it out as we meet Fibber McGee and Molly. Hey, Molly, I got an
2: idea. What about
3: And move over a little, please. I want to dust that chair. Um, I got an idea about lunch. Well, let's not discuss lunch quite yet. I Hmm. haven't had time to do the breakfast dishes.
2: Oh, well, let the dishes go.
3: I'll do no such a thing.
2: Oh, well, use some others. We got other dishes, ain't we?
3: No, we haven't.
2: We haven't? What become of that set of dishes we want at the Bijou Theater this winter?
3: (laughs) Why, don't you remember? Huh? You stayed for the second show and threw them at the picture.
4: (laughs) Well, I
2: hope I didn't hurt Tita Barrow with that gravy boat.
3: But look, Molly, what McGee, I want. Huh? Where did you lay that half smoked cigar?
2: Oh, right there on the arm of the chair. Why? You want a drag on it?
3: Don't be silly. But is that any place to put a lighted cigar?
2: No, I guess it ain't at that. I'll put it up here on the mantel where I can. Put re-
3: it in the ashtray. What's the ashtray for?
2: Oh, hairpins, rubber bands, stamps, apple cores, and all stuff like that there. <laughs> never any room for ashes in it now about lunch molly i thought it well was... if
3: you're so anxious to have lunch why don't you go out and wash the dishes
2: oh me no sir. what do you think i am a sissy <laughs> I don't wash no dishes. I hate washing dishes. Huh.
3: I suppose I like to, huh?
2: Certainly not. And I hate to have you wash dishes, too, sweetheart. That's what I'm talking about. Nobody has to wash dishes around here today. I'm going to take you out to lunch.
3: Well, that's very nice of you. Now move a little whilst I dust... Oh, oh, what did you say?
2: (laughs) I says I'm inviting you out to lunch.
3: Well, heavenly days, I... Oh, you mean you're asking me to go out to lunch, dearie?
2: What's so strange about that? You afraid people will talk? (laughs) I didn't just meet you on a streetcar, you know. We're married, remember?
4: But,
3: dearie, this is so sudden. That is, if you can call it sudden after 15 years.
2: Look, Molly, I ain't the guy to be stood up on a date. You want to go or don't you?
3: Yes, yes, and thank you, dearie, thank you.
2: (laughs) Oh, forget it. It's nothing that any red-blooded, clean-living American boy wouldn't have done. (laughs) Besides, this is make-a-pal-of-your-wife week.
4: Oh, it is? Yep.
3: I thought this was peel an onion and shed a tear for the boys in the upper brackets week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, come on, hurry up and get your hat.
2: All
4: right. right. But it'll
3: take me a while to put my face on. I'll be down in just a minute, maybe.
2: Ah, women, women, women. When a man gets a date with a gal, he pats himself on the back. When a gal gets a date with a man, she pats herself on the face.
4: <laughs>
2: Come in.
5: Hello there, Johnny. Hello,
4: daughter.
5: Hey, where's daughter?
2: He's upstairs making a mug out of nature. What's on your mind, old
5: timer? Want to buy any soap, Johnny? I only got to sell nine hundred eighty-two more bars, and I win a twenty-two rifle. <laughs>
4: What you gonna do
2: with a twenty-two rifle when you get it?
5: I'm gonna shoot the guy that talked me into trying to sell this bum soap.
2: (laughs) I don't believe we want any today, old timer. Hey, I'm afraid you come to the wrong house. As Robinson Crusoe says to his man Friday when he put down his telescope,
5: "No sale." Johnny, but that ain't the way I heard it.
4: <laughs> the way
5: I heard it, one feller says, "Tother fella, say, says, I only got to sell nine hundred and eighty-two bars of soap and I'll win a twenty-two rifle. Is that so," says Tother fella. "What you gonna do with a twenty-two rifle?" And Tother feller says, "I'm gonna shoot the guy that talked me into selling this bum soap." <laughs> I thought that. What's the matter, Johnny? We just did that one a minute ago. I know it. But darn it, Johnny, I'm tired. <laughs> All day long going from door to door selling this bum
4: soap. I'm <laughs>
2: guys prove one thing to me. If man sprung from monkeys, he must have had a charley horse at the time.
3: Who was that at the door, dearie?
2: Oh, well, I can describe him best, Molly, as the guy that always stands behind you when you're playing bridge and says, uh-uh, not that one.
3: <laughs> oh, come on, let's go. Oh, my, my, I certainly appreciate this,
2: McGee. Oh, forget it. After all, make a pal of your wife week only comes once a year. It's, a uh...
3: Oh oh oh
2: oh! Here comes Mrs. Uppington.
3: Heavenly days, look at her, will you? Mm. She struts along like the world was her oyster, and she just cornered the Tabasco market. <laughs> <laughs> the fuzzy, why don't she? Oh oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? So nice to see you. Oh,
6: how do you do, Mrs. McGee? And uh, Mr. McGee. Hi, Uppity. <laughs> oh, a lovely day, isn't it? I always try to take a long walk every day if possible. Oh. I get home simply brimming with a new energy and a new youth.
3: Ah, really? Who is he, Mrs. Uppington?
6: (laughs) Who is who? The new youth.
2: (laughs) She means Billy Mills, Molly. Though his youth ain't awful new, either.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, but Billy is such a charming boy and a splendid musician. He came over last night and played the piano for me. (gasps) Yes? Oh! The lovely old songs of my girlhood. Oh, ah, wasn't that nice? And
3: mm-hmm. those Civil War songs
6: were so inspiring. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, indeed, they were. Civil War. Now, please, Mrs. McGee, I. Uh, incidentally, I...
3: Mrs. Uppington, uh, speaking of romance, my husband has just dated me up for lunch. Uh, Won't you
6: join us? Oh, no, thank you, my dear. In fact, Dr. Mills and I are lunching together today, oh. and I'm afraid we'd hardly patronize the same. Uh, uh, well, we usually go to a very quiet, exclusive restaurant. Uh, I'm particularly devoted to a good French cuisine, you know. Oh, is that so? I never ate one myself.
4: <laughs> Why don't you get the recipe, Molly?
6: Oh, <laughs> oh Mr. McGee, oh, you're so amusing, really. <laughs> get the recipe and drink my house roll.
2: <laughs> hey, what's so funny about that? Well, I've been an expert on food ever since my childhood. Even my teething ring was made from an old Goodyear recipe. (laughs) Just to keep my eye on the cook, I had all my meals in the kitchen. Kitchen Kitchenette McGee, I was (laughs) known as. Kitchenette McGee, the cute and cuddly cornist of classy cooking, carefully counting the calories and carbohydrates contained in concoctions of cow, cooked in combination with carrots, cabbage, cauliflower, and corn. Considerable corn. (laughs) Constant customer of cosmopolitan cafes and corner cafeterias, my compliments were considered to cap the climax of a capable cook's career when I commended kindly on a clever consommé or a keen cutlet, and crowned the king of the cake and crumblers from coast to coast as I would cut and carve and crack and crunch. But excuse us, happy we're late for lunch.
4: <laughs>
1: And Molly to return, I'd like your attention for just a minute. How often during the week do you say, if only I had more time for reading or seeing my friends or for just plain resting? Well, I can tell you how you can find a few extra hours by protecting your floors with that grand labor-saving floor polish blowcoat. Most of you have heard me tell the very simple story of Johnson's self-polishing blowcoat, how it requires no rubbing or buffing whatsoever. How it polishes itself in twenty minutes leaving a sparkling, beautiful floor that's easy to keep clean. Spots and stains are quickly wiped up with a damp cloth. Now, you can use glow coat on all your floors, but by all means, use it in your kitchen. It brings out the colors of your linoleum, keeps it looking just like new, makes your kitchen a pleasanter place to work in. And many users tell us that it actually makes their linoleum last six times longer than a floor surface that is unprotected. So why not ask your dealer for a can of Johnson's self-polishing coat tomorrow? It's spelled G-L-O hyphen C-O-A-T.
3: Taking me out to lunch too, dearie. Well, I don't know. I
2: thought we might as well patronize Nick DiPopolis.
3: Oh. Well, anyway, I think it's real thoughtful of you to not want me standing over a hot stove and washing a lot of dishes today, McGee. Oh,
2: well, as long as you're my wife, Molly, you deserve the best. Ah, do I really? Yes, you do.
3: Well, then why are we eating at Nick DiPopolis' (laughs) restaurant? Why don't we go to a decent joint? (laughs) Molly,
2: Nick is a friend of
3: ours. I know, but <laughs> Tomaine poison is an awful strain even on a beautiful friendship.
7: Well
2: Chucks, <laughs> I just thought that, Hi, one...
7: mister.
3: Oh, hello
2: there, little girl. Where are you going?
7: Over to Willie Toops's house to play. Oh, you are, eh? Mm-hmm.
2: What are you gonna play? Ring around the rosy and drop the handkerchief and stuff?
7: No, those are baby games, I you. They are? Hmm. <clears throat>
2: So ring around the rosie and drop the handkerchief for baby games.
7: I think so, too.
2: (laughs) Well, what are you going to play?
7: Well, I just talked to Willie on the telephone, and he said if we can get a couple of other kids, we could play some bridge. Mm
4: -hmm. Bridge?
2: Mm -hmm. At your age? (laughs) Ah, Since, as the donkey says when he first seen himself in the mirror, I can't believe my ears. (laughs)
7: Your nose is almost incredible, too, mister. <laughs>
2: Say, you, you mean... Now, look, sis, what kind of bridge are you kids going to play? Auction or contract? London.
4: Oh. <laughs>
7: By
2: the way, how's your little brother? Which one? The one that swallowed the eight cents last week. Did they have him x-rayed?
7: Well, my mama says, hmm? <laughs>
2: I says, did they have him x-rayed?
7: I don't know what you mean, I bet you. Oh,
2: yes, you do. Oh,
7: no, I don't. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, no, I. Well, what is it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Look, sis, you know what an x ray is as well as I do.
7: Hey, do I?
2: Sure, you do. Come on now. What's that mysterious looking thing that sees right through you and tells you what's the matter with you?
7: Your wife, I bet you.
2: Come on, Molly. Let's get going. The Poplis's restaurant is just around the corner here.
3: All right, but I warn you, McGee, his food is terrible.
2: Oh, I admit Nick ain't no Oscar of the Waldorf.
3: He certainly isn't. Even
4: these short
3: orders are long, time. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I'm not complaining, dearie. I still think you were sweet to ask me out to lunch. Now, I won't mind doing the dishes when we get home.
2: Oh, I'll do the dishes. Oh,
3: no, I'll do the dishes. It's no job for a man.
2: Oh, let me do them. No. Okay, you promise?
3: Certainly. <laughs> oh, look, there's Mr. Wilcox coming out of the restaurant. Yoo-hoo! Mr. Wilcox. Oh, hello, folks. Where are you going? I'm taking Molly into
2: Nick's for lunch, Harlow. You know,
1: this is make-a-pal-of-your-wife week. <laughs> yes, I know.
3: Are you celebrating it, too, Mr. Wilcox?
1: Oh, not particularly. What? <laughs> well, why should I? To me, every week is make-a-pal-of-your-wife week. That's my job. Uh-oh. Folks, if I'm
2: mistaken, you're about to hear the first floor show ever put on in front of a restaurant. <laughs>
1: Well, you know what I mean. Any guy who sells a no-rubbing, no-buffing preparation like Johnson's self-polishing glow coat to the housewife is giving her something better than flowers or candy or diamonds. He's giving her more leisure, more pride in her home, and a lot easier job of housework. Hey, Harlow. What? I don't mean to change the subject. As if you could. (laughs) But do you always eat here at the Popliss' restaurant? Sure. I sell him so much Johnson's wax and glow coat, I know he's got the cleanest place in town. Is that so? Go take a look at his kitchen sometime. You could eat off the floor.
4: Mm, It
3: seems to be a pretty busy place.
1: I'll say it is. I couldn't even find a place to sit down in there. I ate in the kitchen. No, they set a table for you out in the kitchen? No, no, I ate off the floor. See what I mean?
2: Well, so
4: long, folks. (laughs)
2: Let's see, Johnson and the sons sure own a controlling interest in that guy. Well, come on in, Molly.
3: Lead on, me pal of the week.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, good day, sir. And, Motham, uh, the name, please. What do you mean, the name? Big pardon, sir, but we're very busy today. Did you call up and reserve a couple of stools?
3: Well, heavenly day. Hmm,
2: a mater de hash joint. First thing we know, Nick will start hiring redcaps to carry the tea
3: bags. <laughs> Just give us a stool or a booth anywhere, Mr. Headwaiter. We're not fussy.
1: Uh, sorry, Madam. It's impossible at the moment. We're extremely busy. However, if you'd care to wait a few moments in the cocktail lounge. What cocktail lounge? Uh, right next door, sir. Of course, it isn't quite finished, but it's very amusing to watch the steam shovels.
3: <laughs> Stop shooting the malarkey to us, Sharky, and call Mr. DePopler. <laughs> <laughs> Friends
2: of his. Uh, oh, there he is, over there by booth number five.
1: Uh, sorry, sir. Mr. De Popolis can't leave those patrons for the moment.
3: Why not?
1: The table wobbles a bit, and he's keeping his toe under it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> ah, they're leaving. Uh, Mr. De Popolis. Yes, quite what is being... Oh, hello there, QP. Hello, Fisher. Hi, Nick. Welcome to my restaurant, sir. <laughs> I didn't any more expect to see you in here today than I can shake a stick at.
3: Well, you seem to be doing quite a business, Mr. De
5: Popolis. Oh, Yes. Tuesday is as busy with the the depopulous restaurants as it is with you, Fisher, and for the same reason, baked
4: clams. (laughs) But
5: I'm glad you're patronizing my places instead of that one across the street. What's the matter with the place across the street, Nick? Food no good? Oh, the food is being ugly-duckly, Fisher, but the service, the service is being as slow as Molassipus and Jenny Wimber.
3: Oh, is it really?
5: Yes, I can't stand it much longer. Every time I send over there for my lunch, it is taking them half an hour to breathe across the street. (laughs) If I don't look out, uh, life will lose a good customer.
2: Well, look, Nick, uh, I brung Molly in here on account of it's being uh, make-a-pal-your-wife week. Can't you give us a
5: booth right away? Why, Pizzer, for a good friend of mine like you, I certainly don't think I can right away. But the very first one that is being available, somebody else will probably get that for us, too.
3: (laughs) Well, uh, how about
5: the one you just left, Mr. DiCoplin? Oh, sure. Why don't you sit there?
0: Head waiter. Uh, yes, Mr. I uh,
5: Give these people booths numbers five so they have a good view of the entertainment. If we only had some. I hope you're enjoying your lunch, QP and Fizzer, in spite of the food.
4: <laughs> well,
2: thanks,
1: Nick. Step right this way, sir. Allow me, madam.
3: Allow you what?
1: Why, allow me to hold your chair for you.
3: So you can pull it out from under me when I sit down. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> Get away from there.
1: <clears throat> yes, madam. I'll send a waitress right over. Hey, Blondie, shag a setup for number five. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hmm, look at this silverware, McGee. Four forks and no knife or spoons. Oh, that's
2: class, Molly. Them your salad fork, entree fork, cocktail fork, and pie fork.
6: Well, they're
2: all alike. What's the difference? Everything in here tastes alike. (laughs) Oh, here's the waitress.
6: Hi, sis.
2: Uh, What's good today?
6: Oh, hello, folks. Haven't seen you for a long time. We have pot roast, lamb stew, weenies, and sauerkraut. That's a good-looking fur coat you have on, Mrs. McGee. Pork shanks, corned beef, and cabbage, only it's all gone. Spanish omelet and veal loaf. What on earth do you suppose (laughs) Sumner Wells is cooking up over there in Europe? (laughs)
2: Pot roast. Same here. I didn't know you was working here, Mrs. (laughs) Wearybottom. how do you like being a... How do you like being a croquette
6: croupier? Well, uh, (laughs) cut it out now. Well, frankly, Mr. McGee, I don't think I'll be here very long. The chef is one of those fresh guys. Every time I put in an order, he sticks his head out of that little window and winks at me. Two orders of pot roast. And if he does it just once more, I'm going to drop whatever I'm doing and quit. And there he goes. He just did it again. And I quit.
4: You ever gonna change your mind about me, Dinah Lee? Sweet, Dinah, If you wandered off the faraway channel, I would hop to Stephen Hodge and go to Lina, who just to be with Dinah Lee. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, dear, Dinah, you've come in out tonight. don't, 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 the mockingbirds I'm singin'. We'll talk to the evening breeze Take put on your Sunday Go to meeting clothes And come along, please Oh, Dinah, to dark, baby diner If you went to China, diner If you went to China I would hop a liner on the way to China
3: Thank you, King's men. That was great. How's the pot roast, Molly? Oh, it's not bad, dearie. I think I could stand any kind of food as long as I didn't have to wash the dishes afterward. It's so nice to get out once in a while. Martial
0: dependence, cigarette tax, 18 cents a day. 365 times 18 cents. Reasonable depreciation on real estate.
3: Oh, look, McGee, there's Mr. Gildersleeve sitting over there. Huh? Where? Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> He's figuring his income tax on the
3: tablecloth.
0: <laughs> hey, Gildersleeve...
3: Oh.
0: oh, my goodness, look what I did.
3: Oh, sorry we started you, Mr. Gildersleeve. Did you spill something on you? Hello,
0: Mrs. McGee. Hello, McGee. No, but I just spilled ketchup all over my deductions. <laughs> oh, well, I was in the red anyway.
4: <laughs>
0: you eat here all the time, Gildy? Oh, yes, indeed, McGee. I come here because they have pies, just like my mother used to make. Oh. Oh, poor mother. She certainly baked terrible pies. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, she still does <laughs>
4: Well, then
3: why do you your pie over at her house?
0: I can't, she sells them all to Nick <laughs> Well,
2: thanks for the warning, Gildersleeve Anything I hate, it's bum pastry
0: Now, look here, McGee You can't talk like that about my mother's cooking well, well, all I said is what you said yourself Copycat? I ain't either a copycat You are too just... Oh, now, oh,
7: yeah, stop I it
2: Knock that
0: too bowl too. of soup off my shoulder
3: Stop it now Finish your lunch, McGee. And uh, do you eat in here all the time, Mr. Gildersleeve? Oh,
0: no, no. Just at (laughs) mealtime. Am I hot tonight?
2: (laughs) Don't be so fresh, Rocky. She was asking if you was a regular patron here.
0: Well, up to now I have been, McGee. But by George, I'm getting pretty tired of their stinginess.
3: Stinginess, Mr. Gildersleeve?
0: Yes. They only serve two slices of bread. Imagine that. Two slices. Hmm. I like bread. And two slices isn't enough. I've complained and complained. And they won't do a thing about it. Uh, pardon what... me, Mr. Gildersleeve. Mr. Uh, Poppolis has heard about your trouble with the bread, so he sent you this. Oh, look at that, Molly. A whole loaf of bread. Cut in two. Oh. That's just what I've been talking about. Look at it. You see what I mean? Two slices again. <laughs> Where's that, populace? Let me talk to that field fella. <laughs>
3: wish we'd have gone to the Giltmore Grill. I imagine that's where Billy Mills took Mrs. Uppington. Hmm? She's so uppity about everything, why, she wouldn't think... Hey, Molly,
6: Molly, listen. (laughs) Oh, William, this is such fun, really. Isn't it just too quaint, eating in a place with paper napkins? (laughs) Just
4: like a picnic. (laughs)
1: Sure is, Bubbles. This joint gets more like a picnic grove every day. (laughs) Even this Spanish tastes like poison ivy.
6: (laughs) 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 But, Matt, True, so, I like this so much better than that little place you took me to last night. You know, the place built like a railroad car.
5: Oh, you mean Donovan's Diner? <laughs> Say, that guy slaps together the best corned beef hash in town, Snooky. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, really, I wasn't criticizing the food, my dear. Only I forgot I was not on a real railroad train, and when I opened the door to go back to the club car, I fell right into a garbage can. <laughs> oh, dear. Ah. Hmm, you
3: hear that, McGee? And her telling us about what an exclusive place they were going to have lunch. Oh,
2: well, I guess she found out it's hard to tie a feed bag on over a high hat.
3: <laughs> you want any
2: dessert, Molly?
6: Oh, no, thank you, McGee. I'm, I'm
3: finished. Yeah,
2: me too. Hey, waiter, give me the treasurer's report.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Here you are, sir. Two lunches at 65 cents, $1.30. Cover charge, 10 cents each, $1.50.
2: Okay, but I just... Uh-oh.
3: What's the matter, McGee? I
2: left my money home on the dresser. Oh. Let me take a couple of bucks, Molly.
3: I haven't a dime with me, dearie. Oh.
2: <clears throat> now, give me the check, bud. Or I'll sign it.
0: Sorry, sir. Against the rule. Huh? You'll have to get it okayed by Mr. DePopolis. Huh?
2: Oh, okay. Excuse me, Molly. I'll be right back. Hey, Nick. <laughs> you
4: know what I done? I left the house without me
2: pie, chef. First, you cut the pork into cubes, see? About an inch square. Then you rub your
3: pan with garlic. Wait a minute. How are you doing, Molly? Ah, oh, dear. Mr. DePopula says we can go when I finish these 12-stacks of dishes, McGee. Oh, that's
2: well. Well, take your time, Molly. I'm in no hurry. What was I saying, chef? Oh, yeah. Then you take about two pounds of breadcrumbs.
4: Mix <laughs> Mix
1: And Molly will be back in just a moment, which leaves me just time to remind you that in these bad weather days of March, your floors, furniture, and woodwork need the protection of genuine Johnson's wax. Floors that have been regularly Johnson waxed laugh at wet, muddy footprints. A damp cloth removes the dirt, and the rich beauty of the waxed floor remains intact. That's why we say, when you walk on wax, you save your floors. For the same reason, woodwork and furniture that is Johnson waxed is more beautiful, easier to keep clean, and guarded by the tough wax shield against scratches, dirt, and smudgy fingerprints. Have you examined recently a can or bottle of genuine Johnson's wax, either paste or liquid? You'll find listed right on the package more than 100 labor-saving uses for this famous wax polish. Read this list carefully. It will save you many hours of work throughout the year and add greatly to the beauty of your home.
3: Now, look, McGee. Next year, when Make-A-Pal-of-Your-Wife-Week comes around, leave me know so I can buy a pair of rubber gloves. <laughs> the idea of making your own wife wash dishes in a public oh, restaurant. Oh, wait a
2: minute, Molly. That ain't fair. How did I know Nick would be so dead ready? Well,
3: we shouldn't have gone there in the first place. Huh? Any restaurant that the government forces to serve bicarbonate of soda with every businessman's lunch... Hey, wait a minute. Why does the government do that? Well, they're trying to relieve the distress of the small merchant. <laughs>
0: This is
1: Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting company.